0: hello and welcome to this week at the movies i'm matt i'm eric and this week we are talking about the shortest film of the year just kidding this week we have killers of the flower moon the latest from martin scorsese that opened on friday at just a brisk three hours and 26 minutes based on the true story and the book by david gann this one takes the action back to the 20s in oklahoma uh, looks at the Osage Nation and some of the pitfalls that uh, befall them after they discover oil on their their reservation land. It brings them generational wealth, but it also brings them generational challenges uh, in this film in the form of Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. And this is probably one of the more highly anticipated films of the year. had its uh, official debut at the Cannes Film Festival over the summer. And now it is out for a wide audience. Definitely expected to be part of the uh, award landscape this fall. Eric, how did you feel about Killers of the Flower Moon?
1: I don't know if I'll ever be able to talk enough to explain everything I feel about this movie. But in short, I loved it. I'm going to immediately go with uh, two thumbs up. Um, It just i i was saying this a little bit to you before but like when this movie started i knew it was going to be like hard to watch i I knew enough about what the story was going to be and but i started to get this sense of dread over a a pattern of of living on on the surface and watching these characters live their lives the way they think is normal and then being shown like the gut-wrenching underbelly of what they're doing in these like Hard drops, these hard hits, and I was like, "Oh man, if that is the pattern that this movie is going to take, I don't know if I'm ready to like watch it right now." But Martin Scorsese and was it Fellmichunmacher? Is that the editor?
0: Yeah, that is usually his longtime editor. I will look up though.
1: Um, that that duo is is beautiful. Like the the choices of when to dial back on the horrors. Like at one point there are characters that die by being blown up. And the way that's established is by a house down the street with our lead characters, their windows blow in and then a simple set piece piece with some fires lit. And then you see sort of the horrors of the aftermath of it. Like there's, there's just enough restraint for you to feel how rough things are in a practical way without overly sensationalizing everything. And it leads to an ending that I thought was absolutely perfect, but I'm really curious how other people feel about it because it's a departure. Like it very, it takes a turn and um, there was a little like surprise Jack White uh, cameo. And I really like that, but yeah, uh, every single performance, I literally Gladstone was so good in the movie that I forgot that she was acting. I'm sitting here thinking about like Robert De Niro. I'm thinking about Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm thinking about, uh, Jesse Plemons. And I had to like, go back and like, wait, 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 Lily Gladstone was like, was acting. She wasn't just like, you know, a person who was like there that they're catching on camera. Like I, I just genuinely like skimmed over like, Oh, that's just a part of the movie. And, uh, yeah, she was amazing. My only downsides would be some things to do with with the pacing and the relationship development between characters. And I, even though the the makeup is spotless, that's not what Leonardo DiCaprio looks like, and my head knows that, and I just can't, I just can't buy into it. The prosthetic stuff. I thought it kind of made him look like Jesse Plemons, and I forgot Jesse Plemons was in the trailer. So I'm sitting here thinking like they could have had Jesse Plemons play him. And then he shows up in the movie and I was like, Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> and funny enough, Jesse Plemons is what Leonardo DiCaprio's role was originally going to be before they had decided what the core of the movie was and reworked the script. So I don't know. Anyways, that's, that's my take. I, I loved it. So yeah.
0: Yeah. There there they're interesting. Um, you know, he obviously spends a lot of time really focused on, Ernest and molly and uh, king hale the book uh is titled killers of the flower moon but its actual subtitle is about the formation of the fbi which kind of came out of this case and that portion the investigative portion really gets short shrift in the movie i don't um i haven't finished the book so i don't know exactly you know where they departed from that you know, the focus here is really on those three. It's long. It probably didn't need to be that long. But then again, if you're pretty familiar with Martin Scorsese, especially his more recent work, all of his movies have been pretty long. Even going back, classic films were pretty long. pretty sure Casino is three hours. Uh, I know the Irishman, people made jokes about the Irishman never ending. Um, You know, so this is a little bit longer, but it's not inordinately longer than what he has done with some of his other ones um it's been interesting the reaction to leonardo dicaprio i thought he did a fantastic job um the prosthetics didn't bother me but that has seemed to be the most polarizing part of the movie some people don't really don't care for what he's doing there um i thought it worked for me it's definitely a dark story It's a depressing story. I am like you. I liked uh, the ending. Martin Scorsese actually appears there at the end. And that was actually a deeply emotional beat. Um, When he reads that, it was a very deeply emotional beat. Um, And I thought that that worked uh, for me. It's interesting to see how um, all those things came about. They tried to touch a little bit more broadly on how messed up that whole region was because if you see um you know they spent some time watching newsreels of black wall street and seeing the rise of kkk it was not just the osage i don't know if that was the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do but he was definitely trying to make a point that this was a brutal and very unjust time and location in our country and not just for this group of people but for many people um who suffered and the fact that last scene between um, Leonardo DiCaprio and Lily Gladstone is incredible. Um, That was a great way for that portion of the story to end. I thought, Uh, and then, but your questions are always going to be, and then what? Um, And so getting the beats and the history of what happened to those thinking about the fact that, no one was executed people didn't die in prison for this and I'm sorry if you consider that a spoiler this is actual history you could easily look it up so I'm not gonna feel too bad about that but but nobody the people that did this didn't even die in prison and the the injustice that was wrought um you know and I hope Molly ended up finding some peace and happiness in her life because she certainly didn't get it during that relationship with with Ernest that was a very you know fraught relationship but uh very powerful film the cinematography i i appreciated a lot of how it was put together um you know and then the ending credits seeing the osage nation and um, they did attempt i think to make a something of a celebration or recognition of the osage nation and um so i thought that was that was interesting too. I gave it two thumbs up also. Um, I have it in my top 10, but not, you know, it's about six for me right now. Um, So be curious to see how it hangs in there. We have quite a few bigger films coming down the line. Uh, This feels like another pretty good win for Apple Films, um, which, you know. This was a co-production with Paramount. They have another big awards-bait movie going into theaters that's Napoleon, which we saw the trailers for uh, with Ridley Scott and Joaquin Phoenix. So it's kind of interesting to see how much of a player that not just on the small screen where they've started pretty well doing some dominance in TV categories, but they've already, they were the first streaming uh, company to win best picture a couple of years ago. Uh, Okay. Okay. And now, you know, starting to kind of kind of go out there. I'll be curious to see how that plays in Um, this. Obviously, I'm assuming at some point this movie is going to end up on people's Apple TV plus.
1: Yeah, I, I see Lily Gladstone almost. I can't really imagine what it would take for someone other than her to earn best actress at this point. Now I haven't seen every movie that's come out this year um, so I might have missed some performance. I mean but.
0: I I still like what Margot Robbie did a little bit more um and I definitely like what Greta Lee did in um Past Lives. Past Lives
1: was more. Past Lives was great. But um those yeah, are the, those it. are the
0: top 3 up there for me right now but I don't know if I'd have her as my overall number 1. I Barbie just uh dropped to a reasonable rate for purchasing. Um okay. so I'm be curious to rewatch that one again because of where that landed in the summer. Mm. Um but I th- still think that's going to be a major player as well. Um and we haven't even seen Oppenheimer drop to streaming. That's another one I would like to see again because there was a lot of hype and it was very exciting when we watched them in the middle of July. And we're going to see a whole bunch of things now as we move through October, November, December. I'm going to be curious to revisit a couple of those and then yeah. start stacking them up.
1: Yeah. But
0: this uh, this was the sixth pairing of Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese. Uh, so before we get out of here, I thought we'd touch on a couple... Um, of other ones that they have done i'm going to start with one that i think is uh, pretty underrated which is actually one of my more favorite pairings from uh like a devastating ending and performance standpoint and that would be shutter island i i don't think you know when i think when a lot of people talk about uh those two together you don't have a ton of discussion about shutter island and it's a little bit of a darker and a stranger film but there are some things that go on in there and then for me it's that we talked about i think both of us were a little bit gutted by the ending and that last exchange for dicaprio and Gladstone in killers of the flower moon what i always remember kind of being stuck with in shutter island is the walk-off lines uh for leonardo dicaprio's character in that film but eric uh what did you think of shutter island
1: i was obsessed with shutter island when it came out i was uh like just getting into college and it was it was sort of I was early into understanding Martin Scorsese as, like, a, a person to follow, like, as a, as a movie maker. And um, it's funny because it's, it's rare that he branches into, <clears throat> like, genre-type movies. And this sort of mystery, like, oh my gosh. I, I, it's, it's not like, it's not quite like any other movie that he's made. But it it is an engrossing mystery. The like, there's so many little details that I obsess over. Uh, this one is a two thumbs up for me, by the way. But I know it's not on the top of everybody's list for that. But, you know, like little details like uh, the lady is offered a glass of water and then holds up an empty hand to drink the water. And then the water is back on the table, like intentional errors in the editing to kind of feed seeds of doubt and uh like you said it all builds up to i think just those last closing lines that say everything about the movie and it's 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 kind of gut-wrenching like Um, it's another one of those cases where he knows when to sink you into horrific images and things but he knows not to do too much to make you lose interest in this, which is more of like a fiction and more of a, like a, it's a story with a, with kind of a point and a message to it, but it's not like a true story shot, more documentary style. So he, again, does a really good job of walking this tightrope of not like pushing things too far, but pushing them just a little bit outside of your comfort zone and far enough to keep you like invested. And like, I, it's just, yeah shutter island's amazing
0: yeah based on a dennis lahan novel and obviously uh, we've seen quite a few interesting adaptations of his work uh gone baby gone mystic river um, none of them are happy stories (laughs) probably fitting uh one of the movies uh they'll move on to that i think is one that people probably think of a lot when they think of their pairing together is the Wolf of Wall Street, which is another one that's a biopic based on a nonfiction book about Jordan Belfort and his exploits, uh, was a big player in the Academy Award race. Uh, DiCaprio got a nomination, was a best picture nomination. Another fairly long film as well, and one that just you know has a lot of interesting stories and probably a little bit of a polarizing ending because of the real life truth right. of it that jordan belfort not only wasn't especially held to account but uh, actually parlayed that into a more famous uh phase of his life as an author and as a media personality um this was another one i don't know if it was for everyone a lot of people were put off by some of the -the over-the-top uh things you know maybe not wanting to admit that that's what wall street and that uh, kind of decadent era and segment of society is like but i thought it was very engaging. Has it's probably one of the most memeable films. There are a lot of memes and a lot of like gifts that you get from him. You know, tipping to the FBI off of his ship to Matthew McConaughey's beating his chest and uh, some of what Jonah Hill does. Uh, but what did you think about The Wolf of Wall Street?
1: um I also really love The Wolf of Wall Street, and again, it kind of comes back to the editing and the control of the story. You know, like uh, apparently. I've heard a lot of stories about Jordan Belfort and a lot about that time in his life, because like you said, I'm not sure if it's quite a good thing that sort of the phase of his life where he started to tell this story granted him a lot of fame and privilege. So it's almost like he, he gains from having lived this life so that it sort of undercuts the idea of this being some sort of cautionary tale or anything like that. But, it's it's wildly entertaining and again they exercise restraint they went only so far there are other more extreme details but like there's conversations it's the collaboration between leonardo Leonardo dicaprio and scorsese on how far he's willing to go on screen with his behaviors and again it comes back to this the movie is paced like a trailer for somebody's life and so I never feel the length. I don't feel the length of Goodfellas. I don't feel the length of Wolf of Wall Street. I did feel the length of Killers of the Flower Moon, but I still have to say that that movie felt breakneck to the point that the way time was passing made me feel like you sit with like the things that you have to sit with and otherwise it's like boom 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 boom. Like so I it's it's always so impressive to me like when I hear Martin Scorsese is going to make another long movie The Irishman is the only movie that makes me doubt that he's going to use that time as effectively as he can. And Wolf of Wall Street, I think is a great example of a movie that justifies its length. And it's, it's again, it's not quite like any of the other movies that he's made. He always finds this unique reason or angle to tell a story. And yeah, just I think Leonardo DiCaprio relished the role and being on screen and whatnot. And I love Matthew McConaughey in it. And
0: uh, it's hard to believe that man. movie is 10 years old this year because it was I know 13. But you yeah. are right, that was another, you know, three hour um, adventure. But I don't I don't think it feels overly long either. Um, you know, some sometimes they're just longer. Stories to tell, and this honestly has been a year. Um, we've commented a few times of longer films, but if they're done well, yep. you know it's not that big of a deal. Well, the last one of their pairing that we're going to touch on, you know, we we looked at Shutter Island, which has probably the killer ending, like what we saw. At Killers of the Flower Moon, Wolf of Wall Street, which was based on a true story, like what we saw in Killers of the Flower Moon, but probably their most famous pairing is the departed 2006 uh, one best picture uh, one best director for Scorsese a very hard-bitten crime drama uh, very much organized crime like what we see in killers of the flower moon Uh, great back and forth between um, the the foil characters played by Matt Damon and Leonardo DiCaprio a really fun performance from Jack Nicholson Um, a really fun performance from Mark Wahlberg uh, I remember when I saw that just being blown away. Um, and it still probably stands up for me as my favorite of Martin Scorsese's films and my favorite of their collaborations together.
1: I agree. I think I, I would, um, regret it if I missed mentioning that Ricky, the it's like one of his favorite movies, if not his favorite movie. And, yeah. um,
0: he loves that and The Color of Money, I think, are his two favorite Scorsese films.
1: The Color of Money? Yeah, That's he did The Color
0: of Money in the 80s.
1: I'm judging you, if you can see this, Ricky. Anyways, um, yeah.
0: You'd be judging me, too, then, because those would be my two
1: favorite Martin Scorsese films. Really? I guess I need to rewatch The Color of Money, because I've heard enough good things about it in my experience that that was totally different. But we're not talking about The Color of Money right now. We're talking about The Departed, which we all agree... Is is just insane. This uh, Martin Scorsese is so good at working with actors, and Jack Nicholson in particular. The way they built that character is uh, so much fun in the most twisted way, and it's so shocking. Like, what? Okay, De- the Departed set me up for Killers of the Flower Moon because the way things were going, and with me not knowing what happened historically to Ernest, there's a scene where there's an implication that Ernest is going to die him with lily gladstone like in a room together and i was like oh my gosh oh my gosh if he died and jesse plemons continued through the end of this story it would just be very similar to the beats of the departed and so this is completely possible and what's going to happen and just not being certain of anything because of how far martin scorsese has gone before like Oh my gosh. It's the, the departed. It's, it's So it's a remake of, I think it's called Infernal Affairs and with Tony Leung and, and I've never seen the original and it's the, again, how is Martin Scorsese someone who has remade multiple movies like silence, Cape fear this, and yet his movies are so uniquely their own that nobody ever talks about them as remakes and they own their own artistic merit. Like, it's just one of the many reasons, like the departed stands with a laundry list of reasons. It, it is like a showcase for why Martin Sorsese is so good at what he does. And uh, you know, there's the whole X's on screen every time foreshadowing things. There's so much like in, in the visuals and the writing, like I, it just, he's ah, he, like, I don't know. I, I, I could obsess over this. This one is another two thumbs up. I don't think I have, is there one that I didn't give two thumbs up to for Martin Scorsese?
0: Um, the, so the only other two that they've done um, that we didn't mention uh, were gangs the first two York. gangs of New York, which, yeah, that's my least favorite of their collaborations. And then the Aviator.
1: Oh, I love the Aviator, too, though.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that was a so 2002, they started there. Uh, so it's been 21 years. He has a little ways to go if he's gonna catch uh Robert De Niro because they've been making films <laughs> together, I think they said for 50 years now.
1: Yeah, was Since Killers Mean, of mean in Streets
0: the in 1973?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's the first time it's been DiCaprio and De Niro and De Niro, okay. Mm-hmm. But, I know De Niro is the one that told Martin Scorsese, watch out for this kid I did a movie with.
0: Yeah, because they, they did some movies early on. Yeah, Martin's uh, with Robert De Niro. He's he's had a very long and fruitful career, too. Um, like mm-hmm. I said, dating back to the 70s when they did Mean Streets, which turns 50 years old this year. Yeah. Which is hard to believe. <laughs> Uh, But that is a wrap on our Killers of the Flower Moon. I'm going to be excited to see how this one uh, plays out going forward. Not an easy story to watch. Definitely not a short story to watch. But um, if you think about it, it's only like 40 minutes, 45 minutes longer than that Taylor Swift concert movie. So, you know, it's not that much to give. Uh, Eric and I will be off next week, so you guys can enjoy your Sunday nights, you know, find some old recordings and just, you know, Get that picture frame. Replace Wolverine with us and just be (laughs) looking (laughs) at But I hope you guys uh, have a wonderful week. Uh, Maybe dive back into the canon of Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese. Because if you start now, you could probably finish in two weeks when we're back. (laughs) Given the length of some of those films. Until then, we will see you at the movies.